This is the Reluctant Leader podcast, brought to you by the Reluctant Leader Academy. I'm your host, Mark Terrell, and in each episode, I will invite an expert guest to discuss a topic or subject that will enhance your knowledge and hopefully inspire you on your leadership journey. If managing people is becoming your biggest headache, then check out the How to Lead Your Team with Confidence course and join the next group program starting soon. So let's see who's in the hot seat today. Well, today is going to be a bit different for me. I'm stepping out of the interviewer's chair and handing that over to somebody else. Uh, that, that person is going to be Paris Troy. Uh, Paris has a 25-year career in media and predominantly radio presenting, starting out as the T-boy and culminating in an 18-year run as the GWR FM and Heart Breakfast Show presenter, broadcasting across the West Country. He now works freelance for both commercial radio and the BBC. He has taught and lectured media modules in schools and colleges and mentored presenters and students. He is also an event host and compare, hosting a wide variety of events, including private and corporate team building activities, charity functions and business networking meetings. In addition, he is a qualified personal trainer and fitness instructor and recently gained a full TEFL qualification. He has always been passionate about having a positive impact on people's lives in a meaningful, creative and fun way. Really looking forward to our chat about um, the new How to Lead Your Team with Confidence course. So Paris, welcome to the Reluctant Leader podcast. Thank you. Thanks very much, Mark. Now, people that have heard the intro will know that um, actually it's me in the hot seat today and I'm going to be holding... <laughs> passing over control to you yes it's only been done once before it's actually i did this in my first um episode in series one where i handed it over to somebody to interview me Um, and how did that go um well i'm still here to tell the story so (laughs) yes (laughs) so um, and i'm doing it again so it couldn't have been that bad so um i'm gonna hand over to you and the it's all over to you to to take control Excellent. Well, I've, I've prepped a nine-hour interview, Mark, so I hope you've got like a shaving kit and a packed lunch and everything. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Ready to go. Um, Mark, no, it's uh, first off, um, thank you for asking me to interview you. I mean, it's an absolute pleasure, and, and I'm absolutely inspired by your story. And while I was sort of reading about you, a story came to my mind, um, and I read about it years and years ago, and it was about um, – it was about the captain of the All Blacks, the um, the New Zealand rugby team. Um, I can't. Remember, I think it was. I think it was Sean Fitzpatrick. So this this was going um, way back. But he just found out that he was uh, going to be given the captaincy of of what is the the uh, widely considered to be the greatest sort of rugby team, if not the greatest sporting team in the world ever. And he was sort of asked at the time how he felt on that day. Um, and he said something on the lines of the first thing that he he thought when he was asked about leading, um, the first thing that he learned about leadership was the ability to hide the panic from everybody else. Um, and I wonder if that's an interesting starting point for your story, Mark. Um, if I can take you back to that, a similar moment perhaps of, of panic, perhaps of reluctance, which is a word that we're going to be using a fair amount, when, when, your, when your dad plucked you from school pre-A levels um, and got you involved in, in the family business. Um, and very soon you were taking on more and more responsibility. Do you, do you find a sort of a commonality in that story I've just told you about the All Blacks there? 
Um, similar, but I think it's different in the fact that it sort of crept up on me. And I think that's a typical story within a business scenario. I can get um, within the uh, sporting arena, you know, you're just asked one day by somebody that, you know, it's your time to step up and captain the team. Um, and you might have had some inkling that you're next and you are the one that's going to be asked, maybe. But I think in my in my experience and in so many that I've come across is that it's sort of crept up on them and and that scenario where you take just a little bit more a little bit more responsibility a little bit more responsibility and then ultimately you've got pretty much all the responsibility and you suddenly realize oh actually um how did that happen how did i end up here scenario um so that that's really what i would say about that it's not really the same but obviously with any with anything when you're given um the responsibility whether it comes as a a, a gift that you're now you know the chosen one to be captain or whether it actually lands um, in a place where you've just accumulated it, then I think it's it's a similar scenario. Mm. And you 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 mentioned that taking on more and more responsibility as time went on, still at a young age, um, and you said that it crept up on you. So do you almost get into a situation where it's you're you've suddenly become a leader without actually anyone officially designating you as a leader, and it's just sort of happened. It can happen just like that. Yeah, I think it, it happens because of certain things you might do that people see, which people think, oh, that indicates he wants to be in charge because he's doing certain things. So just to give you an example, um, I was um, the one w to bring in new things. I was the one that wanted to bring in technology into our retail business. Um, and so I... That was quite difficult uh, in that I was quite young at the time and my dad had been in the retail trade for a long, long time and he was used to how things were and I could see the benefits of firstly introducing the scanning systems that we get, you know, we, we're all used to these days um, and I could see that it was going to revolutionise our business if we could introduce it because I could see that we could then have more control on our stock. Um, we can um, just just run the, the business far more efficiently. Um, but it's very difficult sometimes to um, it, to convince people that have been doing something for a long time that you really know what you're doing. So with that in mind, I was very much the innovator. So I was, I was looking to grow the business and innovate and bring new things in. And I was the one that was pushing things forward in that respect. Um, but I wasn't really the one that wants to be in charge as such. I was just one somebody that wanted to bring new ideas in to make sure that the, the business was moving forward. Mm. Uh, I was more happy or, or felt more comfortable when I was actually part of the team rather than actually being in charge. And you spoke... Um You've spoken about um, making making mistakes, about feeling at times like perhaps you weren't cut out to to take on more leadership roles, and how that led to a drop in enthusiasm and and, and focus as well. At, at times, what what are, what are some of those mistakes that you you can recall making? And do you identify um, people that you coach now making similar mistakes to you? Uh, absolutely i've seen it time and time again in that you, you if if you either start your own business or whether you join a business um you you start on a path to somewhere which um 
and we'll probably come back to this because uh, having a bit of control over that path is what we all need to have and why um, there are ways and means these days where you can actually track to make sure that you don't make those mistakes. Um, so the, um, I forget the question now. The, the, the mistakes, yeah, the mistakes yeah, sorry, that you yes. made. and then Yeah, so the mistakes, I'm, well, I, I didn't make mistakes in that I was, um, basically the, the mistakes I made was I was just taking things on without really taking, um, thinking about whether it was right for me. I was taking all the decisions based on whether it was right for the business. Um, I didn't really take my, my what I needed into consideration. And I think that's the number one thing that I start with when I'm working with clients is just to make sure, well, is this business working for you or is it, is it the other way around? Uh, and that's a typical scenario where the business has taken over and they're finding that they are spending a lot of time firefighting. They don't really haven't got a real grip on what's happening. All the people that are around them seem to be doing things that they don't they're not really happy with, uh, and they don't really know how to handle it. And so it just becomes just a, 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 a just a bit of a nightmare. And it's, it's, there's no control. They don't really know how to do it. And there's there's the scenario in that you don't really have the skills. You've never been taught. Um, and I, I talked to. Um, I throw the scenario to some of my clients when they're in this scenario. I said, would you, would you throw uh, the keys to the forklift truck to the new guy that's just walked through the door and say, there you go, there's the forklift, have a go. Um, hopefully you don't have any accidents, but you know, um, you know, we'll pick up the pieces if you do. Because that's generally what happens when you get to a point of leadership, when yeah. you've had no training, no um, insight into actually what that entails and what you should be doing. Um, what that what's going to happen is ultimately there's going to be an accident one way or another and, and in hopefully it's not going to be too serious uh, and it's not going to have too many casualties yeah I, I mean that's that's quite a um to to admit that situation that you're in that you're thinking right i have lost a bit of control here i have lost a bit of focus i'm not quite sure which road i'm, I'm i need direction i need help that's quite a a vulnerable sort of position to 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 reveal isn't it that's quite a thing it's quite a hard mm. thing to admit that about yourself and i would imagine when you're when you're coaching other people and other leaders you have to take them into that place where they're quite vulnerable as well yeah and I, that is really important i understand that you know it's it's okay to admit that you know you you don't have the skills for this and it is it's you've lost control in some way and vulnerability is really important i've talked about it in, on, on an episode of the um of the podcast that admitting that you haven't got all the answers admitting that you are in a place where you feel a bit out of your depth is a very scary place to go but ultimately when you do that and you actually gain respect as long as it's the people that aren't actually waiting for you to admit it and aren't, aren't going to sort of, um, um, you know, take it the, the wrong way and actually use it against you. That's the last thing you want. But actually getting people around you that you trust and say, look, I am out of my depth. I feel out of my depth. I don't really know what we can do here. And I think just at the moment when we're going through this, this, um, coronavirus scenario there'll be a lot of people leading teams really don't know what they're doing because they had never been through it before and one of the most important things they can do is actually admit actually i don't have all the answers but you're just gonna have to hopefully you know work with it and we'll, we'll try things if they don't work we'll change them and be adaptable to the situation yeah which in itself is a is an aspect i guess of good leadership 
isn't it? Being able to look at yourself and go, hang on, I may not have all the answers here, so I might need a bit of help. Definitely. Being realistic in that you don't have all the answers. And let's face it, you've got a team around you that they've got contributions. They should be actually helping you make those decisions and have a worthwhile contribution to make. And if that's not the case, then obviously, you know, there's a question mark whether you've got the right people in the team. Yeah. Is, is this then the... Would this be the pivotal moment then, would you say, when you sort of, you're in this situation, whether you've volunteered it or it's been thrust upon you, you've started to make mistakes, you've accepted that you're vulnerable to it, you want to change. Is that the pivotal moment where you move from just being a general expert in your field to becoming sort of a leader of men? And was that your pivotal moment as well? Um, yeah, my pivotal moment came a bit later on in that when I started down uh, my my coaching, uh, training, mentoring route, um, I thought that um, I, I had certain skills. Um, I thought that I had skills within a family business. I had thought I had um, skills within business coaching, consulting, and all that sort of stuff, which seems obvious, doesn't it? You think, well, I've been there, done it 30-odd years. I've got some skills there. Um but the most important thing is understanding that um, um, lost track of the question again. Just that pivotal moment. What, what was yeah, your pivotal sorry, yes. moment? Yeah. yeah. So the pivotal moment really for me was actually when I was, I was actually, I was, uh, had, had clients, but, and I went to see someone who was helping me with some, some um, ideas around creating some content. And we had a discussion for about, couple of hours and the reluctant leader thing just came out of that conversation and I suddenly realized actually that is what I'm that's what I want to do I want to help those people that have got stuck in their either their business or their career where they have a team around them and they really don't know quite what they're doing Uh, and I've really lost uh, the spark lost the enthusiasm uh, and the motivation for what they're doing because you know, they're not doing enough of what motivates them and they're not doing, and they're doing too much of what doesn't. And that's, that's the scenario that I was in. So the pivotal moment for this sort of um, journey or this part of the journey for me was when I suddenly realized actually what I want to do is help those people that have got stuck in that position through no, no fault of their own because they've been probably passionate about something or an expert mm-hmm. in something. And then gradually as time went on, They've lost the ability or the, the, the ability to actually do that job because they don't have time and they're spending most of their time doing things that they're not really comfortable with. They don't really have the skills to do. And actually, in, in a lot of cases, they don't really want to be in that position. And It's interesting. You use the word expert there. And it's almost as if that you're helping them to make a switch from being an expert in one area they might be brilliant for example at two or three particular things which are relevant to the industry or the business that they work in yet the set of skills that they require to be a leader might be completely and absolutely different and that's where you come in to teach those skills yeah absolutely uh, and, and and the, the scenario that most people get um, is that you know the, the best salesman becoming the sales manager because obviously it's a completely different scenario when you start to take on board the, the, the needs and wants of your team, when you might well be the best salesperson, but that doesn't mean that you've got the skills to run a team doing that skill. Um, and it's realizing that 
there is a different skill. There's a realization that if you take on that role, you will be doing less of maybe something that you're good at and actually motivated by. And you've got to remember that if you're going to make that transition, there will be times when you feel that you're out of your depth again. But if you've got the right training and you understand how to do it, then that's one of the biggest problems I see is that people just don't really understand what um, the fundamentals are for leading a team. Mm. And, and I'm sure we'll get onto those in a bit in a while. Yeah. But once you know what those fundamentals are, then you can then put those, uh, learn them firstly, and then think to yourself, well, I have to consciously use them because I'm no longer the salesman in the team. I've got to bring on the salespeople within the team and, and use my expertise and transfer my knowledge of being the best salesperson to these other people and then support the team. And that's my, now my role is to actually develop the team as opposed to being the person that was actually, um, you know, lead, not leading, yeah. but actually being the best person in that team. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of basketball. I've always followed basketball in my life. And there's a brilliant quote by um, a very famous NBA um, basketball mm. coach called Mike Krzyzewski. And mm. he, said, he said something on the lines of, I don't, he, he said, I don't look at myself as a basketball coach. I look at myself as a leader who also happens to coach basketball. And that, that, just when you were talking then about the nature of leadership and, and, and the definition of it, that kind of rang true. So you mentioned the definition of leadership. Mm-hmm. What's your definition of the reluctant leader and what is a definition of a great leader for you? What are the components of a great leader? Um, so a reluctant leader, well, I see there's two types of leader, reluctant leader. Firstly, the, the, uh, the people that have got to that position in a leadership, and let's, let's remember it's not just about being in charge. But when you get into a position where you have responsibility for others, there there is either I want to be there. So in other words, you want to be in a position of influence. Uh, and if you don't have that, then that's one reluctance that actually I don't really want to be in charge here. This is not something that I really want to do. And the other thing is actually not having the skills. So there's two two scenarios, either not wanting to be in charge or not having the skills um, to be in charge um, or leading the team, I should say, not actually in charge. But, and obviously there's the third one in that you don't have both. So in other words, you don't have the, you don't want to be in charge <laughs> and you don't have the skills to. Um, so that, that would be my, um, that's how I'd sum up what a reluctant leader is. Um, as far as actually when you are leading a team, what you need to know, I talk about three key elements. The three key elements that anyone is lead, from leading a team needs to understand is firstly mindset, understanding the right mindset to lead a team. Secondly, knowing a process that you follow. Uh, and that process, I talk, talk about a four-step process, which always starts with a vision of some sort. So understanding what that vision is so that you can then transfer and tell your team what that vision is, That's which, mm. which is really important. And then finally, the skills each point in that, uh, in that process, which um, you have to adapt and be flexible because there's no point in carrying on the same, using the same skills um, in, say, stage four as, as, as you've been using then stage um, one and two. But there's different skills at different points in the process. So those are the three elements. It's mindset, process, and skills. It must be fascinating as well, Mark, applying those processes to all sorts of different personalities and character types who come in because 
Mm. You know, that sort of the, the essence of leadership, but some people might lead by, by compassion. Some people might lead with level-headedness. Some people might be really fiery. Some people might be an introverted leader. You know, for every sort of browbeating Cristiano Ronaldo, um, you've got like an introverted Messi who is also a completely different type of leader. So it must be interesting applying what you just told me to all these different types of people coming in. Yes, absolutely. And I think people have got a, a preconception around what a leader is or someone that's um, in charge. But actually, if you use those skills, it doesn't matter what type of personality you are. If you're interest, introverted, extroverted, um, or, or people are task focused, as long as you know what those principles are, you can follow them. Uh, it's just a matter of, it's like using a recipe. And it, it makes me laugh when um, people say they can't cook. Well, what they're saying, and if they can't cook, is they can't they can't follow a recipe, and they can't, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, that, that that's basically what they're saying. I can't read what it says. I mean, you know, turn the oven on to X and chop this and chop that and put this, and that. What they're admitting to is they can't follow um, the, the recipe, and, I, yeah. and it's the same scenario with leadership. If you, if you know the recipe, you can carry on using it, uh, and, and I think if anyone is interested in seeing two scenarios of leadership in action, I can suggest two films that will show you a very different way of leading a team, but gets very, very similar results. One is The Karate Kid, the original, mm. when um, Mr. M I can't remember. Mr. Miyagi. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, so oh, Mickey, yes. You, you know it, don't you? So you oh, wax so, on, wax off. Yeah. yeah. So you can <laughs> see that's a very introverted way of leading. Uh, and, you know, he came in and made sure that he caught, he caught him. He wasn't doing it right. He made sure that he carried on doing it. And when he did do it right, he caught, caught him doing it right and made sure he kept on doing it that way. So it's very, very much an introverted um, leadership style, but using a process that, very similar to what I, I recommend. And the other one is Coach Carter. Mm. Um, and if you know that one, well, he yeah. comes in and, and going back to basketball, you know, he comes in and sorts out this team of uh, uh, basketball young um, players who, you know, they need to get their act together. And he's very much, um, you know, an extroverted, basically my way or the highway sort of thing. They're set rules, but very much similar in that they are using the principles that they are using that mindset. They are one of the key principles within leadership is catching people doing things right. Um, if you catch people doing things right, they know they're doing things right and they're more likely to do them, but also catch people. If you catch people doing things wrong that aren't in line with your vision, then it's about bring them back on track, back on the flight plan as soon as you can. So it's very much catching people doing the right and wrong, but being very aware of it yeah. and not allowing things just to pass you by, whether it's good or bad. Um, and and uh, that strategy you talked about, mindset, process, skills, mm. that can be applied to different personalities and different leader types. Um, that ultimately, if it's done properly, builds confidence, I guess, and that leads us nicely on to um, the course that you're kicking off, um, how to lead your team with confidence, because ultimately that's what it all leads to. It's confidence, isn't it? Well, I, I think it is. And from my experience, um, if you know how to do something, then that's going to give you confidence firstly. And, and with the, the, the trouble with, with leadership as, as a, a discipline is that you, you don't see results very quickly. 
And it's very easy to drop things because you see that they're not working fast enough. It's almost like, you know, fitness regime and, you know, you, you go to the gym and because you don't see your physique changing or you don't feel fitter, you lose, you don't stick at it. So it's really important that once you have the the recipe uh, and once you know what the right thing to do is, you're straight away, you're going to have the confidence to know, well, I know this works. I know people have used this time and time again. I just need to make sure that I'm consistent, use it and have faith in it. And that's the thing. What's why I called the course, um, lead your team with confidence, because I think that's what I see time and time again, people lacking in that they don't really feel that they're doing the right thing. They don't really know how to do it. Once you know, well, this is the right way to do it. These are the things that you need to bear in mind that's straight away is going to give you some sort of confidence, even though it maybe feels a bit, you know, clunky in the, yeah. like with anything, when you're doing something for the first time, um, then it's, it, it's, it's, it gets a little, takes a little bit of getting used to, but well, you know, it's, it's like, it's like the recipe. It's like cooking. If you do it the first time, you'll do it. You may not do it very well, but by the second or third time, like I've been baking soda bread for the last, uh, you know, six weeks in quarantine, it's getting better and better, Mark, you know. <laughs> I'd have to try some sometime. I've actually, I, I, I actually sent off for a sourdough kit, so I'll have to uh, compare notes go. with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the, the course then, um, I mean, obviously there are, there are, there are countless um, sources now you can go for something like this, books or mm. information. So why would... Um, why would Simon? Why, why would someone want to sort of get involved with your course? What are the key components of it? Well, I think it's 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 a valid point in that there are so there's so much information out there. Is there is so many leadership books out there? Like I couldn't imagine how many there must be tens of thousands, and and they're all you know they're all going to be little snippets that you're going to get from, and it'll give you some sort of encouragement. Say, oh yeah, that I resonate with that, and I can. How would I use that information? But I think my role as someone that is is bringing out a course is that I I'm. Um, my plan is to make sure that I am there uh, uh, with them on their journey. So when they yeah. start on the course, I, I, the way I've structured it is this in seven modules. So each week is, is, um, is a different module. And within that module, then there's a, uh, a Zoom call. So we, we get together and discuss how you're getting on, how, what, what do you think about this, any questions. I, I go through the, the, the core elements of that module as well to make sure that they've been taken on board. Uh, and my role is the guide here. Um, okay, my, people might say, you know, are you the expert? But I, I prefer to be a guide for those people to keep them on track so when they are wavering, I'm there to say, no, you're doing fine. You just got to keep doing what uh, you know is right, and you will, you know, you'll get some challenging people. That's mm-hmm. always going to be the way. You'll, some people will. Um, the nature of people when they see something new, they will consciously or even subconsciously want to test whether you really do mean what you say, and and that's where I can, you know, if you can be there and understand that's going on, and um, that's my role to make sure that they don't lose track of what's right and actually give them the confidence to keep and be consistent and know that they'll, they'll get the results they're looking for if they keep doing it. And what underpins all of this, Mark, what I love about this story is that um, it all comes down from you be having been in this situation, having lived this situation and making your own mistakes 
and realizing what you want to do and now wanting to have that positive impact on 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 other leaders in similar situations yeah i think um, empathy is really important i can really empathize with people in that position um like i say it, it, they've got to that position through no fault of their own and um, because um they've been good at something um so i want to help those people first i want to help them with the skills but actually help them understand that they've got an opportunity they've got a golden opportunity to leave a lasting legacy if they want to now i don't try and make people you know stick at something that they don't want to do uh, i think that is that's one thing that um i don't um want just to feel that everyone has to be a leader because not everyone is cut out for it um but once you understand firstly yourself now the, the first module in the in the um in the program is a, is what i call the mirror and mm. that is putting up the mirror to tell and i use two products one's motivational maps the other is a, a color profiling module and one tells you why you do what you do and one tells you how you want to do it and once you understand those two elements you know what what gets you out of bed in the morning what is it that really drives you where do i get my energy from that's the first thing secondly how do i like to do things and how does that relate to my how i see a leadership role and that sometimes is the key thing actually understanding i can still maintain the way i want to do things i just need to make sure that i use the right mm-hmm. process and and the, and the skills that I will, I will learn and 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 have faith in that and that i don't have to be i don't have to be coach carter I, I don't have to be like that because that's the typical sort of um, leadership um, sort yeah. of um, stereotype, um, and that and, and that's that's really important. I think. It, you know, there's a temptation, Mark, to, to kind of get sometimes get overly philosophical about this stuff. But just hearing you talking there about the first thing you've got to do is look at yourself and what motivates you and why you get up out of bed. It. it it can be also quite life-changing. It's not just how this alters how you are professionally within your workplace, you know, in, in, in your office. It's also about you and your life and your attitude and, and how you feel about things. Yeah, and, and I, I feel that, or I've seen, and I, I see it time and time again, is people, people want to do something worthwhile. Uh, and actually, they don't want to feel as if they are treading water. They don't want to feel that, they're out of their depth, and there's some key, th- you know, key motivators that I see time and time again. In that, you know, making a difference, doing something worthwhile is number one. Um, knowing that you have some sort of freedom on the way you do things is is also a, a key motivator I see. And also having a certain expertise in what you do, because what we've got to remember is that going back to that scenario with the um, salesman that's been promoted to sales manager is that you are almost giving up your top skill level. And becoming and, and going back to a level of you know, not really knowing what you're doing, and feeling yeah. really um, well. I was, you know, I was feeling really comfortable. I was doing really well. All of a sudden, now I'm expected to do things that I've never done before. I don't really understand how to do them, um, and, and I've never had any training around it. You are going to ultimately feel out of your depths. But what, at that point, that's when you need to reach out and get some help, and, and because there, that's how my my um my course is going to help you in understanding that right now i'm on that next journey this is going to take me on a different path but this is it's going to increase my skills 
in the workplace. But I, I, I think leadership skills are more than that. I think leadership skills are a life skill that mm. you can use in so many different aspects of your life, whether it's social, at home, with your kids and with your partner, all those sort of things. Understanding those key principles of leadership will stand you in great, great stead, I think, in, in, as you progress as in your career. And I think one of the things that I think um, we've all got to be aware of going forward is that we have to take more responsibility for our, our own development because if we, if we give all that responsibility to the business that we, are, we work in or operate in, then ultimately the, the responsibility is with them. Um, and I think we as you know, individuals need to realize that actually taking responsibility for our own development to allow us to make that, take that next step is something that's really, really important. Yeah. Well, Mark, it sounds absolutely fascinating. Um, so tell us if people want to get involved, if they want to register uh, on the course, tell us the details of where and how they can actually do that. Okay, so the details of the course um, are on my website, which is the reluctantleader.academy. And the, the structure, as I've described, is it's, it's not just a course that you can sign up to at any point. It's a, it's a group situation where I have um, I had the group calls. So these courses will probably run two or three times a year, that's all. So they, they won't be sort of every uh, been able to sign up all the time so that's one of the key elements is i don't want to just put a course out there and hope people do it i want to make sure that i'm there to lead you through it and make sure you i'm giving you the support you need so that's where you'll find it it's in under the courses and probably other places within the website as well you'll see that but what i do recommend anyone that if you go to the website you'll see that i've created a checklist um, there's a free download, which is a checklist that you can download and use every day, which will give you a, a, an insight into how you're doing at the moment. It's a checklist which will ask you certain questions and it will ask you how often you're doing them. And it's a key indicator for you to give you a, a, a marker on, okay, where am, I, where am I good at at the moment? Where am I maybe not so good at? And that's probably where you'll gain most from the course, those things that maybe you're not doing quite so much of brilliant well mark um it's been an absolute pleasure uh, chatting thank you so much for having me on your podcast um it's been really interesting hearing a story and i'm now off to try and catch flies with chopsticks much like mr miyagi did in the uh, in the in the karate kid so mark brilliant. thank you very much indeed and thank you paris for for, for taking the chair uh, it's been a pleasure and um, who knows i might even ask you to do it again sometime <laughs> cheers mark uh, i'd love to thank you Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the episode, please take the time to leave a review on your chosen platform and share on social media. Don't forget to check out the Reluctant Leader Academy where you'll find a free 15 questions every manager should be asking themselves checklist that you can download to keep you on track every day. Leadership is a choice. When you understand the right mindset, know the process to follow and use key skills to keep things moving forward, you'll be on track to leave a lasting legacy. Until next time, be the best you can be and the inspiration for others to follow. Mm-hmm.